Hi, this is Dan Sullivan, and I'd like to welcome you to the next episode of Exponential Wisdom and my great collaborator and the world scout in breaking technologies, new technologies that are opening up entirely new markets, Peter Diamandis. And Peter, you do every week really come across new breakthroughs in the field of every industry, but the one common feature is they're using digital technology of one kind or another, new technological tools to actually create great breakthroughs, create new markets, create new products and services. And I just wondered, I asked you just before we started this podcast, just a few recent ones that you just got real excited about when you heard what this individual is doing, an innovative individual is doing something new. Yeah, Dan, first of all, a pleasure as always to spend the time with you. It's amazing, right? Because I've got this incredible flow, as you know, either through my venture fund, Bold Capital, or through Singularity University or XPRIZE, and my entire abundance community, I'm seeing hundreds of incredible entrepreneurs every week. And it's the frequency is increasing. I mean, the frequency at which an entrepreneur can see a problem, bring two or three new technologies and their passion to the table and create, as you call it, a free zone frontier where they are uniquely pursuing a problem and solution is incredible. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can, if I stopped and think about it, I could probably, you know, come up with 50. I can mm-hmm. share a couple. One that I really liked, and we might bring this person to Abundance 360 this year, is a guy named Brett Hagler. And Brett has built the ability to create a large-scale 3D printer that can 3D print homes in developing countries. So he's right now in Mexico building a 3D-printed community of 50 homes at a price of about $7,000 each with local materials. And you can imagine, you can decide that I'm a family with three kids. I'm a family with five kids. I'm a family with no kids. And so I want a different interior design. And you could just hit print, same amount of materials, just a different layout, right? Or you can 3D print a table in the middle of the room and 3D print benches for people to sit on. So you're like, your furniture in part comes for free. His company is called New Story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tony Robbins has committed a couple of million dollars to support. I've committed some, nowhere near that mm-hmm. much. But I just find it amazing We've hooked them up in Bermuda after the hurricanes hit. Can you go and 3D print there? Maybe. And Bahamas. I'm sorry, yeah. Baham- and Bahamas. Yeah, thank you. Bahamas, yeah. So I love that, right? You know, everybody needs a shelter. Everybody needs a home. Yeah. So that's a big idea. Now, these are permanent homes. These though. are permanent. These, yeah. these are not temporary homes. No, it's a slab of cement, and then you 3D print on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what got him started from your understanding? What got him started in this? Because obviously it's a passion. What I always find about these breakthroughs that somebody has a passion about something and then they have some capabilities that they've developed always in other areas and then the capabilities come together. They converge around a passion. Yeah. I think it's just his desire to uh, help give people pride and give people mm-hmm. a sense of, you know, if you've got a home, mm-hmm. you can raise your family, you can educate them better, they're providing safety. And, you know, he has been personally going and building homes, sort of the old fashioned way, right? Mm-hmm. Of you get a bunch of people and some lumber, but it's slow. 
and it's mm-hmm. not personalized anywhere near enough. And he saw this technology, and it's extraordinary. You know, in 3D printing, this year is really coming into its own mm-hmm. in many different useful ways, right? Mm-hmm. Another entrepreneur who I love, who you know, Avi Reichenthal, is just becoming mm-hmm. CEO of Nexa 3D. Their new technology can 3D print 50 times faster than a couple of years ago, right? So you're seeing these, these massive print movements. So you can print a new part and try it in the time that you're having a conversation about it, which is amazing. Another one, I'm going to do a webinar with them later in this fall, a guy named Tim Ellis, who is a space cadet, loves space. Mm-hmm. And he has built the largest 3D printer, really, I think, for 3D printing metal on the planet. He's built a company called Relativity Space, and they're 3D printing entire rockets. I mean, like, you know, the giant bell and the engine and all Mm -hmm. the parts. But here's the thing that's cool. If you can 3D print something that's like five meters across, Mm -hmm. he's created almost, forget about the space side, right, which is interest to a very small number of people. But all of a sudden, he's built a versatile manufacturing plant. Mm -hmm. So what do you need to print? You need a jet engine printed. You need a whatever device if you're a manufacturing so these large-scale metal, high-fidelity printers are virtual factories that you could retool mm-hmm. to print whatever you want. Well, yeah. let me ask you a question yeah. just to give our listeners and viewers. How big, when you say big, because you know when 3D printing was first presented at Abundance 360, and this is an opportunity for our listeners and viewers not to be missed, is the annual... A360, this is coming up in January the 19th, 20th, and 21st in Beverly Hills. But when you talk about the size of them, these were desktop units when we first started, but you're talking about they must be really, really of some size that can produce these large parts, they can produce large machinery. Yeah, we talk about sort of this unexpected transformations that are taking place. And 3D printing, first of all, most people don't realize, and, and it's a beautiful example of the 60s that you and I talk about, Dan, right? Mm-hmm. The beginning, it's deceptive. And then it becomes disruptive, and it dematerializes, demonetizes, and democratizes. Digital first. Digital first. So they're using digital of some sort. So they start digitizing manufacturing. And the guy who first produced the first 3D printers, it was 3D printing really small plastic stereolithography pieces using ultraviolet Mm -hmm. to cure polymers. Mm -hmm. Now with 3D printing everything faster, over 500 different materials, And so anybody who's in any kind of manufacturing or any kind of personalization Mm -hmm. of stuff has to start thinking about, okay, how do I digitize my inventory? So instead of having an inventory Mm -hmm. that I have to print based on expectations, I print on demand or I can Mm -hmm. iterate very rapidly. So yes, it used to be you know, do you want me to go metric or you want me to go the queen's, used to be inches across, right? Six to yeah, 10 they, centimeters. Yeah, right. And now the house 3D printers, that new story is like, you know, 10 meters across, 30 feet across. Right. And relativity space with their large scale metal manufacturing things or on-demand factory is, you know, 10, 15 feet across. So massive 3D printing heads. One of the first things that I was really taken with because it relates to healthcare and longevity is organ printing. Yeah. 
the printing of internal organs. And I remember there was one of the pioneers was in San Diego, and they were printing skin. They were printing, you know, they were on the threshold of kidneys. They were on the threshold of internal organs. And I remember talking to someone who was quite knowledgeable about that, and he said, you know, in the future, every large hospital will have a 3D printing where they can print duplicates based on the person's cells, where the cells are actually created and duplicated into the material that actually reproduces the organ, and the cells have the complete structure in mind. The cells themselves know the structure of the entire organ. So where has that gone? Because I haven't had an update lately just on the organ printing ability, but the whole notion that every factory, literally every job shop, you know, that's in the business of manufacturing parts or whole machines is going to need one of these 3D printing, you know, it'll be part of their operation that they'll have a 3D printing factory to knock out prototypes or knock out replacement parts. A hundred percent. And it's following the same thing. I don't know if you remember. I'll come back to the organs and skin in a second. Mm -hmm. If you remember, there used to be print shops Mm -hmm. and then there was Kinko's, right? And now there's the super cheap, super fast color inkjet printer in your home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you would go and you'd like produce what you wanted to print and you'd go to the print shop and it would come back. Oh man, it's skewed and you already, and it's good enough. And then you'd go to Kinko's and you'd spend hours iterating there. And now you can print very quickly in your home and get it looking just right. And then if you want to do a mass printing, you can send it to a file. The same Mm -hmm. thing is going to be true here. So in the organs, you're absolutely right. 3D printing of skin for burn victims is a thing right now. And then Tony Atala at Wake Forest did the earliest work in this. And is 3D printing simple organs, bladders, urethra, esophagus, tubes, and sort of containers, right? But there's a company that is working on 3D printing elements of kidneys. Martin Rothblatt, Dr. Martin Rothblatt, mm-hmm. who's going to be our speaker, a moonshot speaker this year. She's like on her seventh moonshot right now, and she's amazing. Started as a lawyer with no technology background whatsoever. Long story short, her daughter had a debilitating lung disease, And she went from a high school textbook to curing her daughter's disease. And her focus is lungs. So she is right now, and I'll I'll ask her to bring photos, maybe bring samples. She is 3D printing with collagen Mm -hmm. to create the collagen structure of lungs, right? And I've seen these photos of what she's 3D printed. Very complicated collagen structure of lungs with the trachea and the bronchioles and the breaking and dividing and dividing and dividing. And the concept then is you, like you said, you put that into a bath of stem cells and the stem cells Mm self-organize into the right types of alveolar materials. So this stuff is magic. It truly is amazing. Yeah. One of the scenarios was that you were going to get a heart transplant in the future. So they took healthy cells from your heart so that when you check in to get the replacement, it's your heart. Essentially, it's a complete duplicate of your heart, except just using the healthy cells. Now, move over to the materials, because you mentioned the house builder who's building the 50 houses in Mexico. So when you say they're using local materials, what does that consist of from what you know about the process right there? 
Yeah, so it's being able to use aggregates. Is that dirt? It's, it's basically, dirt basically I believe it's going to be versions of cement. So it's going to be sand and water mm-hmm. and additives that you bring and you add, but the additives are a fraction of a percent of what you need from a weight standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the the local materials can be sourced locally. And I'll do a, another webinar with Brett and maybe bring, I don't know if I can bring one of his machines, but I can bring part of what he does to A360, because mm-hmm. we have a lot of people in the real estate and housing community, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of housing is labor, mm-hmm. but what if that labor, instead of doing the brute force skeleton, what if the labor could be used for the beautiful fine touch at the end yeah. to customize it? So the servicing, like electricity and water, is still provided in the normal way, but I guess if you can... 3D print, you can certainly 3D print the pipes, you can reprint the, you know, the delivery system. Well, it'll go just as far as it can go to actually reproduce everything. I guess that's the whole point. It's getting every year, there's companies right now that can 3D print electronic circuits, right? Nano dimensions Mm -hmm. can 3D print radios, electronic circuits, and so forth. Mm -hmm. It's coming together. It's fascinating. It's like you say, yeah. Now it's really the free zone frontier, which is where the focus of your highest level coaching, Dan, where an entrepreneur yes. can know a problem and see a new capability and create a new business or marketplace that's competition free. Yeah, and that's by utilizing other people's capabilities. So one of the big breakthroughs that you made, I think, in the development of A360 over the years, that it's never one person who's the breakthrough, it's a convergence of technologies that come together where there's actually a collaboration. So from the 3D printing standpoint, and let's just use the housing example, what other technologies came together to actually produce the 3D printing approach that he has? So first of all, you've got design machine learning and designing where the 3D printer, Mm -hmm. the final design and your ability to iterate on the design is not something that would be an architect laying out design tool paths. Mm -hmm. You instead say, this is the final design we want. You could, you know, say I want four bedrooms and a kitchen and dining room. And then the, the machine learning in the machine then lays out an optimal layout for you, right? And in the future, and it's not there yet, you'll be able to say, I want to make sure that it's cheaper or warmer or more energy efficient. And you'll be able to make trades, right? Like it can be more energy Mm -hmm. efficient, but it's going to be more expensive to manufacture. You want it cheaper to manufacture, Mm -hmm. but it's going to have a higher heating and cooling cost. Mm -hmm. So these kinds of optimization paths are what AIs do beautifully. You know, housing is a universal problem with growing population. I mean, the truth is everybody would like to have a house. You know, everybody would like to live in uh, shelter. You know, there's massive areas of large cities in the world where it's improvised out of scrap metal. It's improvised out of actually the universal shipping container is one of the breakthroughs. You just get these shipping containers. But here, I mean, you'll take whatever you can get, but if it can become more and more a matter of choice, it seems to me that it's huge. And it seems to me, this is one that you tell in here, it's an unlimited market. And I'm sure there's a lot of You know, we have a big audience worldwide for exponential wisdom. I wouldn't be surprised if there's 50 listeners right here who would have an immediate need to get in touch with whoever's doing this. So maybe we can just put the links at the follow-up of this particular episode. I love that. And the company is called New Story. 
and Brett Hagler is the CEO. Their website is called newstorycharity.org. Yes. Newstorycharity.org. I know that Tony Robbins has a million and a half matching grant open right now if you want to get your money matched. Yeah. Anyway, amazing stuff. And that's just one of the technologies. We haven't talked about all the other technologies and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Dan, you have some yeah. amazing entrepreneurs in your free zone mm-hmm. frontier. Mention some of yours. Yeah, well, we've got, I've known this person for 22 years and I've seen his growth stages. And one of the things that always made me sad about school, Peter, was you get a great teacher and you were a great student for that teacher, but you had that relationship for one year and you went on. So I've got a school where I stay with my students forever. So this <laughs> in the next six months, I have six individuals who are celebrating their 30th year or beyond in strategic coach. And every quarter they've been back. So I've been able to see lawn studies of the growth of entrepreneurs. But we created this new idea of free zone based on the concept of don't compete where you can collaborate. In other words, we're just in the process of signing a major book contract for Who Not How, which was really a very simple you know, concept, and it went viral. Super powerful. And the writer is a collaborator, and the strategist for marketing the book worldwide is a collaborator, and the publisher is a collaborator. So all the money that the book produces pays for all the collaborators, and I get paid for people who read about Who Not How, and they sign up for the Strategic Coach Program. So my whole point is that I'm just doing what I love doing, which is coaching, but I'm making use of other collaborators. I'm not writing inside. I'm not trying to strategize inside, and I'm not trying to find a publisher out there. This was all done by the collaborators. It was more or less them coming together for one day and going out to dinner together, and they did it. And the only thing I have to do is answer questions about the book and recommend entrepreneurs in Strategic Coach are actually demonstrating the power of who, not how. I mean, you come across this all the time in your work. And I should say, for the people who come to A360, that's just a small part of the three-day conference is just the kickoff of a new year. But you give them a webinar. I think it's four per month. You give a webinar where you're actually going out investigating people that you didn't know about a year ago. And these are new breakthroughs. You know, I've always described you as the greatest technological breakthrough scout in the world (laughs) who's feeding information into people who can actually follow up. They have other entrepreneurial skills. So. Thank and you, the, ours is a collaboration. We, you know, let's do this for 25 years. I've got a client base, you've got a subject, and this is a collaboration between you and me. This is so great, but just standing back from all the 3D printing then, it makes sense that anybody on the planet who assembles anything, manufactures anything, This is something that they have to know as soon as possible. They have to get some working knowledge of 3D printing right off the bat. Would you say that that's true, Peter? It is, and it's becoming easier and easier. If I painted where it's going, so first of all, machines are becoming cheaper, the amount of materials, the resolution. But what's even most important than that is the, I've talked about, Dan, you might remember sort of the user interface moments. Mm-hmm. And it's a an interface moment is like Netscape. It was a piece of software that anybody could use, point and click. And it then connected to something very complex and big, which was the ARPANET 
all the information out there, right? The mm -hmm. iPhone app store is an interface moment, a simple interface for you to all of this capability out there. So their yeah. interface iTunes was another one. iTunes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, amazing. I want you to imagine a future in which you want to manufacture something. You don't know anything about manufacturing, but you know what you want to manufacture. You know, you want mm -hmm. a cup with a handle on it. You want it to be able to hold, you know, 15 ounces. You want it to be thermally isolated. You like it to be a pretty color. You'd love it to be shaped in a different way. And you can describe in your mind what you want. And the interface moment is the software that takes your desires and materializes it on the right 3D printers, mm -hmm. right? So that is coming. There are companies working on that right now. And all of a sudden, it makes manufacturing, bespoke manufacturing, much more simplified and possible. Because today, mm -hmm. listen, I have a 3D printer in my closet. I don't use. A lot of people do, <laughs> right? And it's still difficult. It's like, yeah, it's cheaper. And yeah, I can print a chess piece or a Pokemon for my kid. But it's a lot of work to get there. But that's going to be changing over the years ahead. Can you see the emergence of 3D printing companies that have a wide range of 3D printing machines and materials? And not only that, but they have coaching programs. Because one of my big beliefs is that there's two exponentials in the 21st century. One has been around forever, and that's exponential teamwork. But now we have exponential technology. And my feeling, it takes a certain amount of coaching. You're a coach in this yep. area. Yep. You're a coach in this area. So my feeling is if you're developing a new technology, you got to create a coaching program along with it so that people can actually think about, well, first of all, you know, the problem is never the problem. This is one of my quotes from my great quote book. I just brought out a quote book. Which I love. It's a compilation. It said, the problem is never the problem. The problem is people don't even know how to think about the problem. Yeah. You know, it's the thinking about the problem that's missing for most people. Because each of us is really good at what we're good at thinking about, but we're not really good about thinking about what other people are good at. So my feeling is that in the area of 3D printing, it seems to me like there's a whole coaching aspect that if you want to build a community with these houses, you need a coach to actually tell you how to walk it through. And that's not just the technology, it's how you get this acceptable in your local area. So there's you know, how you think about it. And if you're thinking about 50, what would it take to think about 500? What would it take to think about 5,000? So it seems to me that there's a vast amount of people who are really great at coaching. And I think you are, you don't know all these technologies that you investigate, but you can click people together. You can actually converge different people who are doing different things. I want to talk about that in the next podcast because you're a master at convergence and I've seen you do it right on stage at Abundance 360 where the people are coming and they're not really telling you ahead of time what they're going to talk about. And you give a panel, you'll have a panel of four people. And the longevity one, I have to tell you, if you're thinking about really getting up to date about everything that could help you extend your life, extend a healthy life, just the one 
component of Abundance 360, when Peter brings the longevity people out, everybody, especially the people who are experts on bald people getting their hair back. I mean, <laughs> I mean, everybody's saying, yeah, we can replace muscle, we can replace blood vessels, we can do everything. And if you're bald, we can regrow your hair and the whole room goes crazy. It kind of tells you. <laughs> so, Dan, thank you for that. So, the one thing I'd like to talk about is what is your ability to actually hear about three or four different technologies and see the meeting point for these and actually get people to make predictions where they haven't actually thought about converging until they came on stage with you, but you can get them to cross the line and see how somebody else's technology. Yeah, no, I, this year I'll push them because I'm usually the one integrating and predicting. I'm going to get them. Yeah. I want to double click on what you just said because it's brilliant as you are, as my coach, brilliant. So, you know, you're saying is every new technology needs a coach, needs a coaching program associated with it. And you're absolutely right. You know, and the problem is that most companies put out a piece of new technology and they just expect the entire world to go, wow, I want it. And the whole world has no idea what to do with it yet. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, a coach is someone that is really, and so you're right, every, because most people just like, it's a cool piece of technology. Isn't this cool? It's like, yeah, but what do I do with it? And that needs mm-hmm. to change because that is fundamentally the problem that a lot of these companies have. They don't help people see the utility, they don't coach them in how to use it, how to explain it to the customers, how to explain it to their employees, all those things. Well, the other thing, and we can talk about this on the next podcast, but the other thing is there's a lot of already existing systems that these new technological breakthroughs represent a big improver of those existing systems. But the people who are in control of those systems don't actually understand how they could actually utilize it in relationship to what they're already doing. So one of the coaches are people who can integrate new systems into existing systems. And humanity's been around for a long, long time. And all sorts of systems, political systems, economic systems, local systems, infrastructure systems. And that's really an area where if you're inventing something brand new, you got to get some sense to who it is that they would love using what you have, but they really don't know how to work it in with the systems they already have. So, Pal, man, I love this conversation, being able to like bring forward a few amazing entrepreneurs and see the world through their eyes. And, and you and I see such amazing people that this is a fun format mm-hmm. to tell the stories of entrepreneurs. And, yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, and I'll talk, you know, I mean, I would like to get a chance to talk to just some of the emerging entrepreneurs. I have an entrepreneur in Bozeman, Montana, who now has the ability to take materials down to 1.7 Kelvin. Wow. And so people are beating a path all around the world, especially with the new quantum technologies. And he's got some great stories to talk about how materials on the planet just perform very differently when you're... He says this is actually colder than outer space, yeah, the no, 1.7 Kelvin. I believe is it. Actually, I believe it. Yeah. So, I mean, these are the type of people who in my 30th year are now coming into strategic coach. You know, I've grown up enough to attract people who are doing fundamentally new things on the planet. And a lot of my openness to this has really 
come from hanging out with you for the last eight years, <laughs> reading Abundance and then, you know, just being part of the creation of uh, Abundance 360 and then just tuning into all the new breakthroughs you're going to do. So, you know, technology is now the ocean that us human fish swim in. I mean, technology is now the universal ocean you know, that we've created. You know, we grew up in nature, which was another system, but we've created our own technological nature. And one of the things I've noticed in eight years is that technological breakthroughs are now expected. Yep, yep, they are, and they're increasing in speed. One of the things that I talk about in my next book coming... That's your next yeah, book, your next yeah, book. Yeah, is yes. that the rate of acceleration is accelerating. And wow, what's that going to mean? Mm-hmm. So, pal, shall we continue some of these conversations in our next podcast? Yeah, this is a great one. I really got excited about the possibilities. And if this at all interfaces with local projects you have, a lot of our entrepreneurs, you know, one of the big payoffs of being in Strategic Coach, you get a lot more personal time to actually be useful to the people in your communities. And if, like, housing is a real issue for you or you're in manufacturing and you want to get ahead of the game really, really quickly, just tune in to Exponential Wisdom. But the housing one, Peter gave the link to and new story and just go there and yeah. start making the connection. Yeah, new story charity. There's uh, I'll just mention another one of the companies I've just seen. We made an investment through Bold Capital called Mighty Buildings. And what they do is they do a lot of prefab. They 3D print at their facility, 3D print prefab components with all of the electronics and piping and so forth. And they use a really special material that is super strong and super easy to 3D print. And then they bring it to a cement slab and their cost of manufacturing is a third of traditional manufacturing, right? Anyway, it's just the beginning, just the beginning. Yep. All right, pal. Okay. See you on our next episode. Okay, Peter. This was fun. Thank you. See you soon.